welcome to Marketing After Dark, where we have late night marketing chats over cocktails. My name is Molly and I'm your host. This is our pilot episode where we're chatting with Brooke Shepard, CEO and founder of Mason Interactive, which is a boutique digital marketing agency. Look at you with a serious fucking microphone. What is that? Yes, my little microphone. That's great. What kind of microphone is it? What kind of microphone? I don't know. It's from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, so what are you drinking? I'm drinking a, a Vesper, which is three measures of Gordon's gin, one measure of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lille, which is not vermouth, with a long, um, thin slice of lemon. And it's and it was really a thing of seriousness. Yeah, because you have gin, you have vodka, and you have something that's not vermouth? No, it, it acts like vermouth, but it's not vermouth. Okay. What are you drinking? I, um, it doesn't look that good, but I promise it's good. I'm a wine drinker, but mm -hmm. this is called a Red Moon over Manhattan. So it's like um, two ounces of red wine, one ounce of bourbon, and like a- That's good. A quarter of an ounce of simple. one ounce of red wine, one ounce of bourbon. No, two ounces of red wine, one two ounce. Two ounces of red wine, one ounce of bourbon. Um, a quarter of an ounce of simple syrup, and then mm -hmm. you shake it. As one does. And good. Good. Well, cheers to you. Cheers. Okay. So, it's after dark. Clearly, I don't know if. I mean, you can tell from my window, but. Um. You've been in digital marketing for a while. I mean, you started Mason in 2009, but you've been in the digital marketing space before that. So how many years have you been in digital marketing? 412. Okay. So when you started, was like the internet a thing? 112 years ago, we didn't have the internet, no. Um, yes, we had the internet when I started my career. I've been doing this for, <laughs> yes, we had the internet. I've been doing this for uh, 15 or 20 years. It's hard to remember at this point and things have changed, but the introduction of nationwide broadband by the Clinton Gore administration was a key to a lot of my early career successes. Right, and at that point, was it like, was the major search engine AOL or was it Google? Google was, was, was the newcomer, it was, it was Yahoo. Mm -hmm. And along with Bing and Ask Jeeves and Seven Search, and there was a whole constellation of these sort of crummy search engines, but Yahoo was the was the was the main one that everyone used. And now no one uses Yahoo. No, no, no one uses Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, we we don't even pitch on it anymore. No. Yeah. Um, and Google was late to the game. Before Google, there was a software called GoTo that Yahoo actually bought where you could make one bid and that bid would show up across five or four different search engines at once. And all the bids were public. So you could see where your competitor was bidding. So if your competitor was bidding $1 for shoes, you could bid $1 and one cent for shoes. And then you would be ranked above that person across Ask Jeeves and Yahoo and Bing and, and, like, and like five different places. It was a different time. Yeah, definitely. It sounds it sounds like it. Um, so remembering that and comparing it to today, I, I don't necessarily want to say like 2020 because 
2020 is its own dumpster crazy, fire, crazy thing. Um, but comparing that marketing landscape to today's marketing landscape, what, in your opinion, has has changed the most? Is it technology? Is it automation? Is it what digital marketers have learned? Well, the that's fair question. I'll answer it in two parts. The first question, the first part of it is uh, that the 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 uh, our customers, um, uh, people that are hiring us to run their ads, have gotten a lot more sophisticated. There used to be no room in the budget for digital; they didn't even understand it. And now it might be the lead piece of your of your business where you're thinking about offline only in your third or fourth year going to market. So the the, the customer has gotten more sophisticated. The other thing that's changed is uh, technology and automation rolled into one. So when I started doing this, the key to a successful campaign had three legs. There was creative, you had to have good creative. And by that, I can mean, it wasn't a lot of pictures. Uh, it was more ad copy, and that's now blossomed into being ad copy and, and pictures, but it's creative. It's the way you set the account up, the structure and the brain power that went into it, and it was bidding. So those are the three things. Bidding is now completely automated except in very rare cases. So one of, the, one of the three things that we used to do for a living 10 or 15 years ago has now been automated out of existence. And that's a, that's a big change. It's allowed us to be more efficient to not have to think about those things. Um, but it scares me a little bit that we're letting Google decide, we're letting Google pick their own winners um, and, and taking some strategy out of the equation. But it ends up being a good thing as it lets us focus on strategy and not focus on the minutia of running bids for clients. Right. And when I hear that um, bidding is pretty much completely automated, I'm like, why aren't people more scared than they are right now? I would be scared for my job if, if, if a machine is, is doing my job. For no, it. no, no. Account setup is more important than ever before and creative is more. No, I'm sure a lot of people say they're, they're not scared of automation right before the, like, and then the next sentence is the robots at their desk. I'm, I'm sure that's true. But, but we're able to be more strategic and have more valuable conversations with our clients. As it, it used to be the first in, in, a, in a work day, nine to 11 was just rote processes for running bids. And maybe you had a secret sauce and maybe you had your own algorithm, but it was manual labor for the first two hours a day. It's much better that people don't have to think about that anymore. And they can instead think about how to align strategically with the client's goals. Right, because there's always something to do. Noting that and knowing um, the the kind of time that we're in um, with holidays coming up. Um, if you had like one, like one tip to give businesses that either are just starting out a marketing campaign or don't work with an agency and run their marketing on their own, what would that one tip be? It's super easy. That would be to set clear and concise goals and communicate them across your organization and to your partners. Sounds if someone says, I want to do more, or uh, I'll spend if it's if the ROI is there. Th those are reactive statements, and that means that client probably won't be a good client and probably won't have a successful uh, Friday. The client says instead, "I want to move um, this many thousand units of this notebook online," and that can articulate that months in advance, dealing with a supply chain and, and communicate that effectively. That's a client that's 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 uh, going to be more successful. That's a business that's going to sell more of their product online someone who can't articulate those things. It sounds silly when you say it like that, because of course, but it's, but it's really a, a key differentiator. Right, that definitely makes sense. And you know, people always say, 
they want to do more, but they don't specify like, what do you want more of? And if you, if you specify what you want more of, you are more able to do specific things to, to, to do that. Right. So it, I mean, that's a, it's a great tip. It sounds sounds simple when you say it. The other thing as a, as a, as a corollary to that is that Black Friday really starts in August. Right. So if you're not, so so we, we get clients now that call us up or prospects that call us up and say, Hey, we've heard good things about your work. We've read your case studies online. Can, can, we'd like to talk to you about a holiday push. It's too late. I, I'm not saying there aren't things we can do and levers we can pull to make your existing things better, but Black Friday is one in, in August when you, be, when you spend time and effort and money introducing yourself to new consumers so that they're ready to purchase from you when they're having moments of high intent around Cyber Monday. Um, timing is one of the most important things. The earlier, earlier you can start, the better because, um, you know, the more people start seeing your emails, um, the more they'll start to pay attention to them in the future. Um, so I feel like that kind of um, is consistent across the board, whether you're talking about paid media, SEO, or email, um, yeah, really absolutely. anything else. The, the, the thing with emails is that once you own an email file of, let's say, 10,000 customers, past customers, current customers, whatever, there's very little cost to deploying that email list to re-engage with people. Like the, it, It's not a lot of money to send an email to people. It's, it takes creativity and it takes time and it takes vision, but to actually do it doesn't cost much money at all. Whereas to buy a new audience through Instagram by introducing through push advertising your brand to new people, it's going to cost a lot more money, especially with the CPMs, the rising advertising rates that we're seeing in the last three months as everyone comes flooding back into the market ever having taken May, June, and July off. Right, right. So that's all I have for you tonight. That's great. Well, thank you for joining me, Brooke. Um, this was lovely and um, join us on the next episode of Marketing After Dark. Mm-hmm.